Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Andrew Morgans, who will be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hi, Andrew. Hey, what's up, Matt? It's getting through another day, man. Another day, another dollar, another business, another project, another fire. That's what another, we do. Another solution. That's what we do. Another podcast. Yes. Well, man, thanks for coming in again. For those of you that uh, have not listened to the podcast or haven't listened to it recently. And Andrew is the CEO and founder of Marknology and Amazon brand accelerator located here in Kansas city. And he often sits in when my co-host is not here. So yeah, let's talk Amazon. I want to, they sell stuff, right? They do. Okay. So, you know, a couple things about Amazon. I know a couple things about buying stuff on Amazon. I guess I can know a couple things about selling on Amazon too. Cause it's where I sell my books, getting ready to sell another one soon. But um, so a couple episodes ago, we talked about things that like top 10 things that can ruin your brand okay. in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thought that Amazon branding would be topical today. And uh, of course, in typical Andrew Morgan's fashion, when that came up, he spit out a list. Yeah. That's because you know stuff. Man. I love I talking like about this stuff. Well, yeah, and you're pretty good at it. So, you know, um, I think we can first start, you know, when we're talking about the ways to ruin your brand, we're talking about like, what is your brand? Your brand's your reputation. It's the way people see you in a marketplace. It's Let's talk about that for one second. I I honestly think that, um, you know, branding and it's like this, you know, entrepreneur is all this kind of catches buzz and everyone's like, my brand, I need to focus on my branding. And like, honestly, it's just reputation. Yeah. Like it's old, it's new school for the just reputation or clout as they put it in the hip hop. Like Street your credit. brand is your reputation. Yeah. That's what matters. And that's important though. Cause you know, and I mean, realistically the power of the brand. All right. So I look back to, you know, like good old business school or something. And you know, when you're, our, when you're doing your balance sheet, you have things that you can tangibly put a value on. And then there's things like goodwill and brand value, like what's a brand worth? I mean, it's, it's completely up for debate, Mm -hmm. you know, like what's the Coca-Cola symbol worth a lot. I don't know what, but it's worth a lot. And, you know, uh, in the last episode, Watson was talking about, like, for example, uh, there's things that people do to visually enhance their brand, like Apple with the AirPods and like their white stuff and you recognize it. Their packaging. Yeah. Packaging. So Mm -hmm. on Amazon, Brands that are winning. What are they doing? Well, they're doing a lot of stuff, man. And, you know, you yeah, now I, I know because you just told me, but I think we need to share with people that are listening, right? Yeah. So I was really, you know, I was thinking there's a brand that we just had a conversation and uh, it's easy for me to tell stories and, and keep some stuff private too. But um, I've been working with him for about seven months. Um, and in April, we did 10x. Um, what we did last April, I wasn't with him last April, but uh, yeah, so we went from uh, actually is May, so seventeen thousand through the first two weeks in May, and this year we've done one hundred sixty-five thousand. Can I give you a free ad then? If you want to 
consider doing 10 X with your brand on Amazon, visit marknology.com. Right. There you go. And there I mean, go. unsolicited and I won't, we won't charge you for that either. The thing is, is it's true. Like yeah. honestly, um, and, and I was just thinking, you know, on the way over here, like that's the biggest win lately. Uh, he's a, he's a bigger brand and he's doing all the right things. And I'm like, should we talk about him specifically or should we just talk about what, you know, brands, um, are doing to win on Amazon? And I think we can cover a little bit more ground. And there, well, there's some basic fundamentals of a brand. And, you know, you talk about your reputation. Well, reputation is appearance and it has a lot to do with the way that people view you. And like what immediately comes to mind when you see a symbol, a symbol is a brand, you know, like if you see golden arches, you think McDonald's, right? So, um, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are, in my opinion, honestly, very fundamental elements of business in general. If you hang out with me long enough, you're going to eventually hear me say that you need to appear as if you're in the business of doing whatever it is you say you do. And that's things like, you know, you, you I don't know, it's like I, I always pick on businesses that don't have a website and they have mm-hmm. like a Facebook page. They're like, I don't need a website. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's 2019. You probably do. It's not that hard to make Let, a website. Let's pick on, we'll pick on uh, like if you've ever followed a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad. And then you click on the brand instead of like the ad itself, because there's usually a brand like pushing the ad and you follow the brand to their Facebook page or their Instagram page. And they're like talking about how to help you market or something. And then there's just like no, there's nothing there. They have no posts, no content, no value. And they're telling you that they're going to help you market or brand. And um, yeah, those, those are the ones that really get me. So in regards to Amazon branding, obviously, this is going to have a lot to do with the way you list your products, the way you sell your products, and also certain things about how you maybe even staff your own business or, you know, support the product. Yeah. So let's let's get into that. Like for me, um, I'm working in I'm parallel. I'm working uh, in real estate, not me personally, just investing and kind of watching that from a distance. I'm seeing like you know, it's, it's, a, it's a familiar metaphor for us to be like, oh, we're flip, flipping this house or rehabbing this, you know, this, this old house into something great. Um, and a lot of times I think of when I, whenever I engage with a brand on Amazon that I'm, I'm coming in, I'm evaluating all the stuff we need to fix up. And then we're doing like a rehab on that brand, you know, um, and it's not just the structure, you know, the structural parts of the business, maybe the logistics, the price points and things like that. But we're working on, um, you know, the paint job and, uh, how's the street aesthetics and how's the yard look? And um, same thing with Amazon. You have to pay attention to those things. I think a lot of brands, you know, they've either gotten to Amazon five, six, ten years ago when it was just a click to say yes to vendor central sales reps that were reaching out to them, to uh, the brands that are launching today. Um, and what used to work back then just isn't isn't the case anymore. It's come a long way. Why is that? Um, I think at first, you know. One of the points in here is that the bigger brands are moving away from Vendor Central now, knowing that. And what is Vendor Central? Vendor Central is um, the wholesale side of Amazon. So they call it the retail side, where you're selling your products to Amazon at a wholesale rate like you would any other brick and mortar. And then they remarket And then they remarket I see. So this is what happened in the past is Amazon uh, reached out to all these brands that are very comfortable doing brick and mortar. Cause that's what they've always done. And they're like, look, we're online. We're not brick and mortar. We're going to make it super easy for you and just send you POs and checks and you cash the checks and send us the product and we'll do all the selling for you. And that's, that's what worked on Amazon. And if you remember, right, we put out an, uh, a podcast called 
about crap products. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. And that's in regards to Vendor Central. And that's in regards to Vendor and, Central. And crap actually stood for can't realize a profit. Right. Can't realize a profit. Sorry, guys. We should clarify that. Yeah. But um, those products like Vendor Central, it just happened with another client this week. Um, four of his top selling products, they just said these aren't profitable for yep. Amazon anymore and we're done selling them. Yep. Okay. And so he would have to pay $300 a month per product just to have them there much less have to, how many, how many units would he have to sell to cover that just to start breaking even. So the winning brands are moving away from that. But what I was saying is that Amazon won over all of these brands years ago by saying, come to Amazon, come to Amazon. Now everyone's moved. They're on the drip, right? They're on the Amazon drip. Which um, is? Sales and okay. money, right? Uh, and now Amazon's saying you have to do something different um, and they don't know what to do. They've never actually made their business e-commerce friendly they were just always like a wholesale, you know, let me palletize these to your warehouse and you sell them. And so now they're actually having to kind of migrate into e-commerce businesses, which means focusing on photography and copy and their product packaging and product package inserts and and, and understand advertising or at least hire someone that can help them do that. Right. I mean, that for all, for example, that's what you guys do. Yes. Yeah. So, and we've gone, oh, I've known you about a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've actually, you know, brought a couple of people to talk to you about some of that, you know, and we don't have to talk about who they are, but you know, you mentioned, you know, brands are being forced to change their strategy and their approach to doing a lot of different stuff. And that was exactly the case. They're, yes. You know, like literally people are recognizing or saying we're not even on Amazon, but it's a jungle, man. Like, Oh man, it's like, okay. So just as, as an author and a bookseller, I can tell you that like, and I had to teach myself that a couple of years ago just to navigate through that. It's kind of like, Oh God, like, do I click this? Do I click that? What do I want to do? And you're tech savvy, right? Like you're tech savvy. Imagine if you're just like, you know, a brand owner um, that has, you know, a great business, a great brick and mortar business, knowing that you need to move into e-commerce. Like a company that's been in business for 160 years. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. And and isn't used to selling things through those kind of channels. They're not tech savvy. Or let's say you're just a great writer. You need to sell your book. Maybe you don't have a publisher. Maybe you do. But like Amazon's like at least that's arguably one of the top channels to sell. It is. Actually, Um, that's where three out of four books are being sold now. Right. I mean, how's Barnes and Noble doing? So wouldn't it be in your best interest to know the platform, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, it's really funny because as big as Amazon's got, like I'm still not a huge fan of their platform. Right. Just meaning like the actual user experience it it's uh it's crazy because you know they're obviously mega company and there's parts about it that honestly suck you know they're just like it's just like the user experience or the ui or different things and you know what's crazy and uh, this is like a little off topic but like i think what a lot of people don't realize is that amazon as we experience it is honestly probably like i mean i probably don't even have an idea from the outside but it's it's probably eight little companies that run together and so that's yeah. why it can be a little bit clunky. Yeah. You know, you've well, got- it's like that on the publishing side. So, the, you know, they have Author Central, then they've also got uh, Create Space, which is then the can, Kindle one. You build your books and they've, they've started merging those together. Exactly. Actually. And, so- they, and that's that's helpful because, you know, at one point um, they, they, you know, they weren't really communicating that well when my books came out. And so I had published something through like the Kindle marketplace and then it would always be asking me, it's like, do you want to do this in a paperback? I'm like, well, I already did. And I'm having to navigate that. How come you don't know that? (laughs) Exactly. That's what Vendor Central and Seller Central and, uh, you know, Amazon, uh, 
drop shipping and Amazon, mm-hmm. like, it, you know, exclusives, and all those do the same the thing fees and whatever. So anyway, hiring help yes, or, you know, businesses like Andrew or, or, you know, or someone that has experience and not to drive people away from referring to you there, but no, but, and, you know, the, the point is, is, is that you're going to, yeah, I think the reason that your business has succeeded and grown so fast is because there are a lot. All right, look, you have to decide what you want to be good at. Are you good at making products? Are you good at doing other stuff? It's okay to get help because you can't be good at everything, everywhere, every time. And, uh, you know, we even do that like at full scale, like we realize uh, here and there where we have to fill gaps and, you know, we hire a contractor like recently, we just, uh, um, you know, hired a marketing company to help us just fill some higher, gaps, higher fill completion some gaps, rate. Right. Yeah. Cause I kept, we kept looking at what we're doing we're like, wow, we're B minus students. You know, we have, you know, we need A plus execution, but we're getting B minus grades because things are just not, you know, we get busy. We get right. a lot of employees, if we, a lot of clients. If we think about the client I was using as an example, um, you know, he did 17,000 in the first two weeks of May last year. Honestly, if he thought that was Amazon's potential, he could have thought that was good. Yeah. Right. He could have thought that was good. Who knows what he's doing on his website? Who knows what he's doing on walmart.com? I don't know. But with, with help, he's doing 10 times that right? Just in the beginning of the month. So um, that's huge. And and a lot of sellers don't even know what they're missing. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, another thing too, is I'm in a lot with a lot of, uh, you know, e-commerce type stuff is, all right. So I did a um, consulting job for a, a, a high volume retail store. Um, and they needed to kind of, what I did was I helped them uh, create a new e-commerce this a couple of years ago, a new e-commerce strategy. And, uh, you know, blend the online with the end store. And during the process of doing that, um, literally in the first week, I found two different things. Like it had to do with the way that their shipping was calculated. And another one had to do with the fees that were they were paying. And to, and this was a, a six figure job that I did. And it took quite a while to do it. And it and it literally paid for itself. Mm-hmm. with the money that I saved them from two different things. Cause they just didn't know. They just didn't know to look right. like, Hey, maybe because of the, you know, at one point you were paying like this amount in credit card fees, but I knew that you had negotiating power when you had a much higher volume or than other ways, you know, rather than just a flat rate for shipping maybe calculate it based, give the buyer some options or this and that. And it was significant. And that's an example of like when hiring someone can really quickly and easily pay for itself. And you know, Amazon, you can get eaten alive by fees, right? If you're picking the wrong stuff. Yep, you can. Um, and there's so many different ways and options. They're going to send you emails and offers. And like this particular seller uh, just got just got offered FBA um, in-house. And it's fulfilled by Amazon. No, so this one's actually, yeah, FBA is fulfilled by Amazon. But I got my arms up in the air right now. I feel like a winner. Are we on video today? No. Okay. Soon. So we just got the audio. But um, this is a new program. It's not released. You're not going to find it anywhere on Google. Um, I've only seen it because it's been an invite only kind of program. And it's basically a mixture of uh, giving FBA. It's not FBA seller fulfilled prime. It's actually the rates in the organization of an FBA warehouse in your warehouse. Interesting. So if you're moving enough products, they're basically saying we will give you the prime shipping labels, we will give you the prime rates and our trucks will pick up these products, you just handle the fulfillment. 
And see, that's Amazon recognizing that a lot of businesses and their suppliers and sellers um, have supply chain problems. Yep. You're like, hey, I can make this work, but I don't really, I can't really afford to have a truck come pick it up. And they're like, well, we happen to have one passing by. Right. So this, this is soon, like soon the mega drone will just come pick it up. Right? He's performing so well and growing so fast that he got invited to the program. But like, so that's going to make his, his, his fulfilled, like all of his products will immediately be in stock because instead of going from the warehouse to Amazon's warehouses, they're immediately in prime. He's getting the rates of them being in the warehouse and all of this, like there is no way he would have known until yep. he got here. I hear you, man. Yep. So with kind of the subset of whether you're doing this yourself or you're hiring someone to help you, um, the, the revitalization or the creation of your brand on Amazon has a lot to do with things like your packaging, your photography, and hopefully the video that you're posting in that listing, right? Video is really big. Like, okay, one thing I found out this week and I'm always learning is like, um, I had another consultant friend of mine, we're in a mastermind and, um, he sent me a text message of one of my products that I, a brand that I manage. And he said, have you seen this feature yet? And I was like, what are you talking about? He sends me a link to a uh, Amazon product page. Okay. So just like a product, like you're sending him, Hey man, buy these shoes. And it starts playing the video on my iMessage, right? Like a, I, like a video preview. So Amazon is making video such a big focus that even when you send a text message, instead of sending the product photo, they're starting to run that, that product mm. video in a text message. And that's going to start happening in search results videos the how-tos the branding videos of who is this brand if you're coming across them for the first time are playing a huge part in conversion rate a huge part in getting people's attention imagine having a a short clip of your product video running in the search results page instead of a still image like that's huge um so i'm pushing brands to be at video so we're not behind the times when all these videographers get super busy because they already are uh, yeah yeah uh it's just going to be well when they start focusing on e-commerce products it's going to be crazy so, and that's obviously video and photography go well together. If you're not, if you have a crap picture of whatever it is, we have to, to talk you, about this. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have crap sales. We can't jump across. We can't jump over yeah. this one too fast. It, it's amazing how, how, uh, you know, still when I go see things, listings on Amazon, sometimes I'm it's like, crazy, like, Matt. how do you not know that this is garbage? It's I feel like it's honestly the brands that have more than just like the single products where they have like you know, quite a few products. They have the hardest time investing in photography because it's just such a big undertaking. But now that I'm every, I've been doing this over seven years, selling, helping brands sell on Amazon. Every year that I go further and further, I just think photography is that much more important. And brands don't even, they don't even know the rules of what they're allowed to do. You know, it's like, it's two white photos. You can do up to four or five additional photos. They could be lifestyle photos. They could be, um, you know, infographics or customer review testimonials, you know, product how-to videos. So if you've got a product that's hard to understand, you got to have a video or have a how-to infographic walking you through that. Um, the buyer confidence badges. Like I see brands selling like food or, um, you know, things that drive emotion like jewelry or different things like that with no lifestyle photos. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to create an emotional connection and tell a story about your product in, in maybe seconds. Right. So I'll use the example of the soundboard that we're using to record this podcast. Yeah. I had actually, I was wanting to order a different one, but it only had one picture of it. Based on a recommendation or? 
Uh, well, based on having worked in the musical instrument business okay. forever, okay. I was just familiar with the brand. And but the problem is, is like with the soundboard, you know, it's got a zillion plugins, connections, and I needed a specific one yep. that on this one is in the back. And the one that I wanted to order only showed the face of the soundboard, which is terrible. Right. Like, show me what's on the back. Does it even have any plugins on the back? And so I'm sitting there looking at it and I don't see the plugin that I need on the front because they only had one picture. I didn't want to take a chance. So I moved on to the next product, which the one that I'm using right now had like eight pictures. It literally had a picture of the back. I could zoom in. I could like, you know, do the little pinchy fingers and, you know, zoom in and see it. And it literally won. It wasn't the even photos. the one that I originally wanted to buy. I literally bought the other product because of the photos and it could verify exactly what was that was going on there. And like the same thing with a video, especially if you have actionable things, you know, like, I don't know, whatever it is that you sell that's best demonstrated in motion. Yep. And or emotion. Like, sure. There's a yeah. lot of purchases yeah. that are emotional purchases. Like Shit. you're selling more than a lot. You're selling stuff yeah. like for your dog. And yeah. there's like, a, dogs are like emotion, like they're, yeah. you know, they're like our children, right? Okay. Not mine, but most people. <laughs> and it's like, you're selling this product that like, they're thinking about this loved one or this thing or baby clothes or whatever the case might be. Um, and they're just dry photos. Yeah. You know, yeah. kills me. And then kills me. And then they're also bad photos. Yeah. Get creative. If you have thousands of SKUs, come up yeah. with image three, four, five, that might be the same across your products, but it's talking about some upselling. It's talking about your brand. It's talking about why you care. It's talking about why you started the business you're in. Um, you know, at least use that across your products until you can get better photos on each product. Like do something creative to engage with your customers. How about the product itself and its packaging? I'm sitting here holding good packaging i'm, I'm sitting yeah well i haven't even mentioned it yet but andrew can see it from across the, uh, across the studio here mixtape the game great packaging great packaging. joel johnson mixtape the game.com digital version coming soon we might just maybe we should just play this real quick but no it's a great you know it, it's great packaging like look it up it's for sale on amazon it's a target stuff like that it looks like a cassette tape it says mixtape right across it it's it's great 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 packaging and when I see it, it, I'm like, wow, I really feel like buying this now because, you know, it looks good. And then keep in mind, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff people are buying, you know, they, well, they're giving it to people. And if your package itself is garbage, well, you're probably not going to win. Things All have, right. Yeah, things well, have changed. We, we got to pause. The song you want your significant other to play when he or she surprises you with an adult rated strip tease. Wow. We're going X rated. Crazy bitch, probably. Damn it. Got him. God, I almost want to forfeit. I like that one. You know, I'm on a little bit of a mixtape slump. And by the way, we really shouldn't even be playing because I have to vote. We're going to have a stalemate. I could literally pick anything and we're still going to tie because you can't vote for yourself. Fair. So uh, what would I want to? You can vote for me, though. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the song. It's that Rod Stewart song. Um, if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, baby, let me know. Whatever that song's called. That sounds like a long night. Oh, man. Anyway. Shout and, out, Jill. And we tie. Mixed tape game. As long but as you no, didn't great, great pick an R. Kelly song. Great. Am I okay with it? <laughs> God, that's funny. That, uh, so you, it's 
all right, I have a book coming out next month about the music industry. And it, uh, we actually, uh, I guess, made an R. Kelly reference in it. And the editor kicked it back. We're in the final stages of copy editing. And we got these editorial notes. Back. Good for him. Like, you might want to choose someone else. Good for him. Yeah, I agree. I told, I was like, thank you. Cause that was literally written a couple of years ago. And honestly, I mean, R Kelly was still a creep then, but anyway. Okay. So you gotta have good packaging. It goes a long way. Um, you know, people have a tendency to kind of want to get cheap on this stuff. Cause your packaging is, um, it, it can be expensive. Like, you know, the green full scale boxes we give out and send out like yeah. great packaging. Like we pay a little extra for that. But I, people tell me all the time they're like, cause you know, we send them to people. We thank them for, you know, Hey, it was nice to just meet you. We put a handwritten note in there. It's got copies of books and some other stuff in there. And I, I, I mean, just, a, I was at a, a, uh, an event last night and I had like two or three people say, man, I love those boxes. And then someone else emailed me and said, where do you get those printed? I need to do something like that. So whether they do business with you or not, yeah. Their immediate emotional connection is love. Yep. Yep. I love those boxes. Yep. Right. And now that we have less and less and less of the brick and mortar experience and those different experiences, we have to counter that with e-commerce experiences. And the best experience you can get is when you get something in the mail on time yep. or early yep. and you open it up and the packaging is great and your product's protected and there's a message in there maybe for you, like or an offer or something engaging. Um, that just makes you like, not only want to get right to the product, but you're like, Oh, what is this? What is this? What is this? Um, honestly, the, the, the good brands are doing it right. You mentioned something there about getting it on time. I mean, the brands that are winning are using prime. Yeah. I don't buy stuff that's on prime. Well, it's huge for conversion rate. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just want my, I want my stuff in a timely manner and the things that aren't prime, like the reason I don't like it is like you end up getting an email and it's like, it'll be there sometime between the 21st and the 25th. And you're like, what, when? Right. Want it now. Want it now. Send the drone. I'm ready for the drones. Same. If I get my stuff faster, I'm cool with that. Okay. So um, one thing about the packaging, just to, just to go back, the big brands, you know, a lot of brands, I don't even say big brands. I want to say winning brands. I don't know why I said that. Winning brands mm -hmm. are including like something to engage with them on social media or reviews in their product package. Yeah. Right. They're doing something that brings them back. So something that's like, hey, follow our story on social media, post with you and your family playing this game, uh, you know, come back. We're going to have mixtape 2.0 in, in six months. Like, you So know. I bought a, a slim wallet. Okay. That Because I'm just tired of like going to things and having like a big, you know, my wallet's so fat. What can I say? Yeah. No, I'm carrying too much shit around in it. But I want like, because when we go to like our sweet and greet events or whatever, I want to be able to just like take a couple things in and not have this like big bulky thing in my pocket. But I opened it up yesterday and there was a plastic card on top of it that was encouraging me to take a picture of my wallet somewhere and post it on their Instagram. Now I got, I didn't, but I looked at that and I said, man, I, I immediately thought I was like, man, we need, why aren't we doing this in the boxes that we send? And that's one of the things that we've um, like in the, in the suites for, and if you are listening and you're in Kansas city and you want to come out and hang out with us, at like a Royals game or a concert at the sprint center at the Midland, go to fullscale.io, go to the contact page and just drop your name in and you would get some invites to come hang out with cool people. But like, for example, at those things, we even talked about that recently, encouraging people. Yes. Just and letting it, them know like, Hey, you like, if you're having a good time or you like this, like, do us a favor, take a picture. And that's what I like yeah. about the social media ask versus the like, here's 10% off to come back and buy. Yeah. They're getting to follow you passively. Well, I'm not going to need another wallet on their terms for a long time. Right. Yeah. 
right? And uh, but you know, maybe you could have entered by by tagging him. Maybe you get entered into something, or right. or who knows, a chance to win sweet and greens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so another big one is advertising. I mean, this conversation could be ongoing for a long time there's display ads there's retargeting ads now they're adding like so much more that the sellers themselves can do versus you used to have to pay these big groups to do like amazon media group on amazon off amazon retargeting with pixels abandoned carts uh, that's called display ads that we now have access to amazon marketing services uh, sponsored products headline search so like if you um you know it's back to hiring help because that's a whole lot of stuff exactly that was one of the things i remember figuring out now at the point that I was trying to figure it out, I had a, a decade of experience doing Google CPC ads and, you know, but it still wasn't super clear. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, do you know how, all right. So both of my books balance me and a uh, million dollar bedroom hit number one on Amazon at some point. You, uh, honestly, I don't mind sharing how, what my, uh, my ad targeting was. I literally went to the top 200 books in all the categories I was hoping to rank well in. And I bought ads based on the author name and the title of the book. Mm -hmm. So when people go to look for books that they already knew that were in the categories I wanted to be in, I showed up as a sponsored or suggested or whatever. And what's, it was really effective. What's the chances that the other authors or their publishers, because some of them don't have the rights to their books, are doing that? Probably really high on some levels. I mean, it's funny cause like with books, uh, some, all right. So, you know, I, I mean, realistically, I probably I give away more books than I sell cause I give away a lot of books cause it's just like people to read them. Um, I'm, I don't consider myself in the business of selling books. I like to be in the business of sharing your story of share or, 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 or spreading knowledge. Um, but, and so as I kind of faded those ads away, I, I still look and, and the top 100, there are still books in the top 100 that were there two years ago when, when those came out and, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, but yeah, I mean, some of it is the continual advertising. If I, if I struck up an ad campaign on either one, on either one of those books again, and really like, dil like, let you guys do it. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd go top 100 again. I actually million dollar bedroom for whatever weird reason had like a good month a couple months ago and it shot back into the top 100. Mm -hmm. um, and that was actually just about organic. And let's talk about that because they're know, tied together. So they're really yeah. tied together. Um, well, Am Amazon will increase your, your, or your organic listings based on your sales. They'll kind of boost you up. And yeah. It's very algorithmic in that regard. And you really got to think about it as a channel. Like, you know, if you, it's not just like you spend $2,000 a month on ads and you're getting, you know, 10,000 in sales. It's not just that. Um, the keyword clicks that you're getting from your ads, the uh, maybe the attribution isn't tied directly to the ad that sold, but they came back and found you and bought. Yeah. Like Amazon's not tracking all of that. So if you really understand the Amazon flywheel, which is a whole nother conversation, but it's just all these pieces working together to help each other, yeah. right? Um, the photos helping the ads, the reviews helping the ads, the prime or not prime helping the ads convert, the ads getting you more visibility, which gets you more clicks, which makes, you know, Amazon want to show you more. Um, they're all tied in together. And um, the advertising is just absolutely huge for that. Um, and knowing what you're doing. A lot of brands that don't know what they're doing, they turn on automatic ads, which just says, let it do its own thing based on the copy in my listings. Yeah. And if the copy's bad and the mm -hmm. SEO is bad, meaning you don't have search terms that people are actually typing in to find your products, 
Game over. Yeah, you're not winning. Game over. And, you know, that's uh, that was one of the things. So, all right. So I look at two different books and their titles. We had Balance Me, which because it had balance and then it, it was Balance Me, a realist guide to a successful life. So people that were searching life balance, because those were both in the title of the book somewhere, even if it was subtitle, it SEO'd well. Mm-hmm. Uh, million dollar bedroom, not so much because that was for entrepreneurs or startup founders or people like that. And none of those keywords existed in the title of the book. Yep. And uh, I made it a lot harder. And the title is one of the only things that has SEO value in regards to books. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it's like all of it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a normal listing, like a, a product, you have the back end search terms, you have the, uh, the bullet points and the description, which we all know play a part in the ranking. They rank on their own for books. It's, it's just that title. So as we kind of round out this episode, let's also hit on like external strategies. Okay. Like, you know, like there's, so we talk so much about building the brand on Amazon, but you know, Amazon can be your distribution center. They can be your, you know, help you solve your supply chain issues. Um, you know, I look at, at, so on the cusp of my third book coming out, my co-author asked, you know, do we want to sell any of these books on our own website? And I said, fuck no. He said, well, what do you mean? Isn't the margin high? I said, it's not that. I said, that margin will disappear because we're going to have to pack these things up. We're going to have to send them out. You know, we're going to have to do a lot of that. And, you know, that's, that's not, Pick and pa- pick them, pack them, ship them, and get traffic there, and have pages that convert, yeah. uh, and all of the things, right? None and of which are fun. You know how much money brands spend on like omni-channel yeah. software and stuff like that, just to have all their stuff talk to each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, and you could have the Amazon. Answer, the answer is a lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Probably more than what I charge. Yeah. Honestly. And, you know, you can have your website and all of that connecting. Um, You know, Amazon even has the B2B side now that has vendor numbers. Okay. So you can have like grocery store X in Arkansas, theoretically, log in with their business ID, get pricing specific to them, buy your chips in bulk or your salsa in bulk and have it shipped to them using Amazon Prime. It's cheaper than even the guy can ship it to them. Uh, and he didn't even have to talk to anyone. He logged yeah. in and used his business ID. Um, and some of what I'm talking about as well is like, you know, you're, 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 we mentioned earlier talking about, you know, like for example, an Instagram ad and it just kind of leads to the yeah. valley of death, meaning the death of the sale that they're trying to get. And, you know, that's, that's that external strategy when it comes to building your brand should, you know, think about where, where, what's the destination? Like, where are you trying to get people to end up? Where are they most likely to buy? at that destination and that's back to the, all the things like photography video packaging you know all that stuff uh, an informative listing a professional listing good photographs like if none of that if that all that stuff doesn't exist you can have a, a brilliant image that drives a shit ton of traffic and you're going to get terrible results yes and you know so you got to give that you got to keep that in consideration and you know other things too like with your external strategy is like the same stuff that you used in the actual Amazon ad itself well you now have you now got you now have the bullets that you need to load up other types of ad campaigns right stuff. okay these, let me these things are all useful let me run with that here's like a little bit of advanced strategy run andrew run okay so we're talking off amazon strategies like this is great for for authors okay because authors have limited access to advertising on amazon because they're in a different platform you know 
Author Central or whatever. They're not they're not given the same capabilities as other advertisers. So an example would be this: you could run um, a Facebook ad, and you're like, "Why would I want to do this?" Well, let's say you're maximizing Amazon for what you can get out of it, meaning you've got your photos, your video, your products, yeah, you're you're in Prime, and you're like, "Man, I just want to ramp this up further. I just can't get past this seller in front of me, and I want to be number one." Um, you're like, Andrew, what can we do? Well, let's talk off Amazon. Um, and there's things you can do off Amazon to to push your listing even further. Um, one of those things is Facebook ads. Okay, so Facebook, there's a lot of information on, on this on, online. A lot of Facebook experts, they're going to be like, I want to send traffic to your website because there's pixels. And if you're paying me to do it, I want to be able to track my attribution. Uh, well, there's ways you can do that on Amazon not pixel tracking, but attribution. Um, but what you can do with Facebook ads is like, let's say you've been selling like this, this uh, brand I was using as an example, and we're doing, you know, 20,000 to 100,000 a month for two years. Um, you can run an export of your Amazon customer data, okay, names, addresses, phone numbers, zip codes, create like audiences on Facebook. Oh, really, you can do that? Like everyone that says you can't, you can, you just have to manipulate your data a little bit, okay. Uh, in Excel, you take your customer-like data from Amazon from the two years you've been selling, and then you then turn that into like audiences on Facebook and have a very specific target. Whereas on Amazon, you're advertising and you're going to show in a list of other books, or you're going to show in a list of other supplements, or in a list of other garden products. On Facebook, you can start advertising to the individual. We all know how powerful Facebook ads are. You start targeting to the individual based on these like audiences that you've created with thousands and thousands of sales on Amazon. You get really specific, really targeted, and you really push those products to the next level. Um, that's an off Amazon strategy, right? And you want to grow this program. You're talking about some of those books still being in the top 100 years later. Yep. Uh, it's because they're playing the long game. Amazon's not just about the profit you get from that one sale being a little bit more on your website. It becomes with each sale, that book ranks higher and higher, and it's going to stay higher and higher with each sale that it gets under its belt. So I can go on forever and ever. You could talk about influencers, social influencers, or YouTubers, or um, have plenty of experience using YouTube influencers to launch products on Amazon. Or speaking of YouTube, aren't you publishing some content these I, days I, about, about I Amazon? Thank you for the plug. Yeah, sure. just some free value on YouTube. If you guys want to check it out, just search Marknology on YouTube. Um, we're, we're putting out videos every week and, and doing our best to create some value there. And that's just stuff to try to help people be better at what they do. Yeah, kind of like your books. Yeah, they, they try. They're ma they're mainly fake news. Mainly fake news. Yeah, maybe doubtful. Read one and find out. I, anyway, that, I think that's a good place for us to go ahead and stop. If you want to learn more about Andrew, uh, you can go to marknology.com. M A R K N O L O G Y dot com. Did I spell that right? You got it. Yeah, and check him out on YouTube. The videos that he posts are, um, I mean, they're there to try to help you sell more stuff on Amazon. Um, if you want to follow full scale on Instagram at full scale KC, I'm at DeCourcy Matt. Aren't you on Instagram? I'm at Andrew Morgans. There you go. I'm trying to be better about that. And for those of you listening, I would really appreciate it if you could click the five star review or labor review. Um, let us know what you think. Let everyone else know that you enjoy the hustle. See you next time. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.